0: We all do things behind closed doors we'd prefer to keep secret. That if anyone caught us, we'd be mortified. And the next weekend, when the kids are gone, I ready myself. I have a shower. I have a wine. I have another wine. I put some music on and then I have another wine. And I go to the box And I open it When you're alone, something special happens There's no one watching, no one judging It's a place where you can really, truly be yourself No matter how strange you might be Our storyteller for this week is Erica Freeman So I have a dirty secret I have a second-hand wedding dress in my cupboard And sometimes when I'm alone, I wear it As a child, I was a tomboy, I wore flannelette shirts, my brothers hand-me-downs, I hung out at the billy cart track, I refused to wear anything pink or a dress, much to my mum's disgust, but I had a secret fantasy and that was to be a princess and... I used to conduct these elaborate same-sex weddings in my bedroom with um, Princess Barbie and and Suntan Barbie and they would get together and I would marry them and then then they would go off and live happily ever after in in their cardboard box. And my dad even called me Princess and one day when he was teaching me the finer points of chopping wood I said, Dad, will I ever really be a princess? And he said, yes. He said, yes, you will. One day you will grow up and you will meet a nice man and you will get married and on that day you will be a princess. So, I'm 27 years old and my prince arrives and he's driving a clapped-out Mazda with crappy seat covers and an AM radio and most people spend time getting to know each other and they go on holidays and and they they slowly plan a future together, but not us, no siree. We we have what could be described as an unplanned pregnancy, but um, having unsafe sex is a plan of some sort. So... My fairy tale begins. I eat a lot. I put on 22 kilos. I chuck. And I decide that I'm having a home birth because that's what tomboys do. And 63 hours into the labour, I decide I want to go to the hospital. And I arrive and I'm screaming, get me some drugs. (laughs) And luckily they give me some drugs. And six hours later, I, I give birth... To a baby boy, and so the next thing that happens is we sell my house and we buy a house together. And at this point, I'm I'm sewing like I've never sewed in my life. I'm, I'm pickling olives. I'm, I'm making jam. I I go shopping at, at Maya and I start buying things like like a toaster and, and wine glasses and, and linen. And I realize I'm buying wedding presents, but but I'm not married. I you know I haven't got the dress, and so three and a half years later. I've had another child, a home birth, water birth, and we have renovated, we've bought white goods, we've got an investment property, and I am living the dream. But I, I, still, I still don't have the, the dress, and, and that's when his father, his Catholic father, says to us that we are breeding illegitimate bastards. So I say, I say to my partner, I say, can't we just have a pretend wedding? We could have a party and we could just—we wouldn't have to sign it. We could have a ceremony and I could get a dress. And he says, no, I'm not ready for that sort of commitment. <laughs> and I think, what is two children, two mortgages and a joint bank account? And I don't really understand. And that was when my girlfriend asked me to be her bridesmaid. And things hit fever pitch at this point. I could not believe it. This, this woman, she hadn't even had her vagina ripped apart. She'd never even had stitches. She'd not been chucked on. She hadn't had her tits explode. And she was getting to be a princess. And I was gutted. And then I had to go shopping for the dress with her. And it was horrible. I was going from shop after shop going, oh, don't you look beautiful? And it was like... <laughs> It was like the human torture chamber. And by the end of it, I just wanted to get up and scream, give me a dress. And I just wanted a dress. And so I go home to my partner and I say to him, I really want to get married. It's it's really important to me. I want to have a ceremony. I I want my friends and family around. And I want everyone to see that we are a real couple. And I say, I want the dress. And he says, no, no. And I can't believe it. I, I think, what am I? You know, I'm a great mother. I'm a great cook. I, I work. I'm even a great ride. And he, he just won't even give me th- this one moment. And and in that moment, like a part of me just died. And and I, I gave up on the relationship. And um, Disney doesn't do open marriages. And no, I wasn't even married, so I strayed, and um, we split up. And. It was probably about three or four months later when I went over to his sister's place and there was this box on, on the table and, and I, said, I said, what's that? And she said, well, oh, it's my old wedding dress, I'm chucking it out because she, she's been married twice. And I said, oh, no, don't, don't chuck it out. I'll take it home and the boys will use it for dress-ups. And she says, do you really think the boys are going to use it for dress-ups? And I say, yes. And I grab hold of that box and I run out of there with it under my arm and I cannot wait to get it home. And the next weekend when the kids are gone, I ready myself. I have a shower. I have a wine. I have another wine. I put some music on and then I have another wine. And I go to the box and I open it. And it is the most divine, like raw silk off the shoulder, like pearl buttoned princess dress that I have ever seen. And I've got my heels on and I slip into it and then I start strolling up and down the hallway. And I'm imagining like the oohs and the ahs and everyone whispering, doesn't she look beautiful, beautiful. Flicking my hair, and then, and then I get my rocking horse out, and because I always imagined that I was going to uh, ride on a horse to, to, to the altar, and I start rocking away on the horse, and, and I'm flicking, and, and I just, I'm having the best time of my life. And then I go and I look in the mirror, and standing before me is the most beautiful princess that I had ever seen albeit an unironed one um but I couldn't help but I was all alone I, I was in like my broken home and I had a broken family and I couldn't help but wonder was this my happy ending thank you It's important to make a good impression the first time you meet your girlfriend's family. On the exterior, I was just a calm, polite young man meeting a family for the first time and inside I was a psychopath determined to beat everyone at this table. Next week, winning at all costs on Bareface Stories. Barefaced live shows are put together by Kerry O'Sullivan and Andrea Gibbs. Our music is by Odette Mercy and the Soul Atomics. Our producer is Amber Cunningham.